Welcome back to the Adaptations Podcast, where each week I bring on professionals or enthusiasts in the fitness industry to discuss ways that fitness has influenced their lives. Their lives. Sorry. Um, today, I have a colleague and really good friend of mine that I think you will really love to hear his story and what he has to say. We have Nay BK. Welcome to the pod, man. Appreciate it, bro. It's Brooklyn. So this is the first time I'm like, I guess this is like the furthest I've been from a guest. Oh. Yeah, typically we're like yeah. across the table because yeah. you know, we didn't have availability for the other room. Oh, I see. But now I'm used to you being over there, but yeah. it's, you're like right here. Well, this is actually like a real calm setup. Like, this could actually really be a studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how like the studios that you be in, like the, the, um, the set will look all put together and everything behind it is just like a bunch of random shit. No, I didn't know that actually. Um, because you, you rap, right? Yeah. Sing. Yeah. So I listened to your last song. Yeah. I, I was a little. I don't want to say it's a rap song. It yeah. It sounded like you were singing. Yeah. You're very melodic. Yeah. That was good. I appreciate that. That was really good. Yeah. And I don't just say that. Like I listen. Like I listen to people's songs. I'll support them. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I know it. <laughs> you spend enough time around. You know what that. Oh, this is lit. You know. You know what it sound like. <laughs> you were like looking, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, I heard it and I was. Like, Yo, did you open up with? Is that Afrobeats? Like. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. I can get a job. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never heard you like sing like that. I've seen your clips on Instagram. Yeah. Like rap. Yeah. Or freestyle yeah um but not like that not like harmonizing with the tune i was like oh man this is this. well I, I appreciate it being perceived that way because um that's exactly how i intended it to be you know yeah. so um i'm very intentional about the videos and the marketing you know that i do because um nowadays it's more about that than the actual skill that you have Okay. You know, the image and the likeness. So um, if you look at my Instagram, it looks like I'm doing a bunch of random shit, but they're actually, um, I'm specifically doing it, doing it in that way because um, it keeps people interested, kind of like how you said. So if you've been watching me freestyle for the last five, six months, and then I come out singing, it's going to be like, damn. <laughs> yes. And you like it. So it's like, damn. You yes. know me? So that's just um, a great segue into the next um, project or whatever is coming soon. Did you know you could always sing? Uh, nah, that's actually I just started singing maybe a year ago. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, I could. You no, know, I was actually really bad at singing. I still am, but I'm just much better than what I was before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you like uh, take any singing lessons? Nah. Oh, so you're just practicing one rep at a time, bro. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah. Uh, that just sounds to me like you've been doing it for a while, like you've been singing for a while. Well, I mean, if you really add it up, there was a video Kobe Bryant said. He he said it um, perfectly, um, and he described the time that he would get to the gym. Yeah. And he said, basically, if you wake up at 4 and you get to the gym at 5, and you start working out from 5 to 8 and practice starts at 8, then that means you get three hours of practice more than your next your competitor. Mm -hmm. You know, So you add that up. You do that for days and months and years. The difference in um, consistency and work ethic is like insane and it's proven. Yeah, yeah. So even if you do like one little harmony a day, huh, 10 seconds, 10 seconds every day. And that's really it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. Yeah. You know, that's that time adds up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. And I, I guess you're right. You know, I never I've thought about it, but never articulated it that way of yeah. thinking to myself, 
uh, it doesn't have to be like a full eight hour grind. It doesn't have to be a full 12 hour grind. It could just be like 10 seconds every day. The gym taught me that really honestly, because think about the amount of time you work out compared to the hours that you actually live. You know, like we were up for how long? 16, 18 hours a day and you work out for an hour and a half. Yeah. But you see the most gains after the recovery, after the time that you've taken to work out. So it's the same thing. You work out, you let your muscles recover and you go back in the next day or you have your plan. So same thing. Mm, mm. That's big facts. Big facts. Um, so talk to me. So I don't know if you can even say the name of the gym. I don't know. So you're... <laughs> We're trainers, okay? We're trainers. I don't know if you can say the name of the gym, but uh, we're trainers at the gym. I don't know how this works. I've never really um, And so uh, so you structure your way that you're training, you know, you do your personal training uh, in the morning. Um, and then in the evening, what do you what do? You do? Um, <laughs> I, um, that's a good question. So I oh. do real estate. I'm a real estate agent. Yeah, I feel. I you know. So that's funny? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yo, I'm I'm done. I'm like, you know why? You want to know why? Because because you remember that time somebody yeah. said, "Oh, yo, you're moving into a new apartment." I was like, "Yo, this guy's not moving into a fucking apartment. He's got like a list of fifty different listings on his fucking thing. He's going through a fucking list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, that is a bu- and yo the way he's drilling this shit right yeah, now. Yeah, like he's getting ready. Yeah, bro. Are these comps is he doing comparable yeah i'm, I'm a real estate agent so Shit, that's what i yeah. do after training. that makes sense that makes sense yeah you it's not it's not necessary now nah, you don't have to cut it it's not necessarily a secret just more like um you know sometimes people just don't need all your information you, feel me? you want to know something funny that's what it's about i'm studying to be one too that's what it's about that's what it's about but yeah i i think what I love about what, okay, so there's like a, I don't really plan out how to unravel podcasts mm-hmm. or episodes, mm-hmm. but from you, like I've seen like a lot of like really, really big points. Like I, it's, it's not that I like, like, all right. So number one, one thing that really sticks out is that, you know, you're leading a class or a workshop where you teach trainers how to pick up clients mm-hmm. um, because most people that get into personal training, they get into personal training because they love fitness, which is true, right? You love yeah, fitness. Yeah. I love fitness. Yeah. You just use that analogy shows yeah. that we love fitness. Yeah. Um, but the th- then you join, you know, you want to do what you love as a living and then you, you start up and then you realize like they tell you like, yo, you got to go get your own clients. You've never learned sales. You, you didn't get into this because you enjoy sales. Um, to be honest with you, the health and fitness market or industry is very diluted. You know, people feel like they could just do it themselves. And mm-hmm. for the most part, that's how we started. We mm-hmm. did it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. So now you got to convince somebody to invest in their health when their entire life, they didn't really see mm-hmm. the value in their own health. Mm-hmm. So you got to show them the value also. Mm-hmm. Then you got to show your ability to meet their need mm. or to fulfill their need um so off the rip like you were really good at, not really good i don't just want to say that off the rip off your rip off my rip off the, from the beginning that i met you i noticed that you were really good at number one communicating mm. number two uh, uh getting clients you know like you got somebody off the floor like like that, like you have a process and a step down, you know, you have that all nailed down. And what really stuck out to me was when I asked you, you know, cause I was trying to do the same thing and I asked you, you dude, so how do you get over this fear of being judged? How do you get over this fear of like, just like confident, like just, you know, the fear of what people think of you. And you said, I didn't, 
I, I still get afraid sometimes. You know, I really, I do. No, is that one? That's not probably not what you said, right? Yeah. Something like that. It was, those lines. It was like, it was like, yeah. I had that feeling too. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me. How did you overcome that feeling of fear of, you know, of learning something new? Um, I don't think, um, you know, that's still my, still my answer. My answer remains the same. I don't think it's um, about overcoming it. I just think it's learning how to work with it, mm. you know? So um, I'm about like new challenges. So if I feel like, you know, say getting a client off the floor, um, if that was my biggest problem or biggest obstacle that I needed to overcome and I have been dealing with it for too long, you know, whatever that is, right? That's subjective. But say if I'm at a job for six months and I haven't got a client off the floor, um, I'm going to be restless about it. You know, I'm going to be super intentional about trying to get to that next client. So, um, you know, once I figure out how to solve that new client, I don't say, oh, I have no more problems or I'm never going to face fear again. It's just more, um, you know, what's that next level of fear that I'm going to face? So maybe now um, I'm working on getting a client that is super experienced, you know, so maybe I'm getting more detailed with the clientele that I pick up and, you know, that'll take me down a new path to give me new tools. But, um, I've never stopped being afraid, you know, um, it's just more so you just, you learn how to manage it and it's just like, um, video games, right? Like you don't, they don't give you the tools to beat the guy until you actually beat the guy. And then they say, oh, well, this would have been easier if you use this, but you only get that once you achieve that hardship to make it to the win, to, to, uh, to the finish line, you know? So that's really what it's about. That's really good. That's a really good analogy. I didn't yeah. think about it that way. You're right. You're right. Once you defeat the big boss, then you get the key that the big exactly. boss is stopping you exactly. from getting that would have defeated the big boss. In 30 seconds, yeah. as opposed to taking 30 minutes, you know? So um, that 30 minutes is relative, again, to what you want as a person. So, yeah. you know, if you're trying to get a client and you ain't get that client for a year, that's just more about you than the business, bro. Mm. You know, you got to stop, you know, and that's kind of where I moved. Um, and which is what motivated me to want to learn sales was like, I can't wait on these dudes to make this money. You know, if they saying that you have the potential, that means that it's possible. Mm. Most jobs say 70K a year. You're not going above that. And if you do, you got to ask me for a raise. Mm. You know, we're in an industry where it's, we have the potential. So if you have the potential, then that means that you have to discover and uncover, you know, what that potential is. So mm. that's just kind of the route that I went on. Mm-hmm. Now you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. We're like in a position where the there is no real limit. You know, you just. But I, I don't. I don't think it's because a lot of people do sink or swim in this environment. You know, uh, of being like independent. Yeah. Right. People can't handle the pressure. They start to blame other things, external factors. They start to blame other people their environment the way they grew up mm-hmm. um maybe they just say it just wasn't meant for me and mm-hmm. i think that's a really cool correlation there between that and fitness you know that and like lifting things up and putting them down well you've seen it right like you get to once you were able to title yourself power builder power lifter how many people around you was had that same moniker mm-hmm. you know, how many people dropped off you get into that percentage is like there's not a lot of people in the world doing this shit you walk into the room, probably the only power lifter. You know, that doesn't mean that there's no power lifters. It just means most rooms you walk into, there aren't going to be power lifters. So what, what, what's the big difference between you and the next power lifter now? You know, those are the real questions that even, you know, people who go to the gym all the time can't answer. And those are the questions that I devoted myself to answering, you know? That's deep. Oh, wow. That's really deep. 
I see what you're saying. So you're like going further into this layer of making yourself more and more unique, more and more I, skilled at the craft. That's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's about making yourself anything. I think I've always had this. You always had this. It's just the realization of that. You know, there was a quote that said, um, you live two lives and the first one begins when you realize you only have one. Right. So I got to that point when I realized I only had one and I was like, fuck. Right. So then it was just domino effect. Like you learn about this, you learn about this and you say, oh, you know, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Right. And then you have a choice. You're going to build on it or you're going to let it stay where it's at. Right. And once you're able to acknowledge the choice, then you just got to make that choice. You got to be okay with it. So, you know, I'm not okay with settling for things that don't make me grow. You know, so if that means I have to go through the most um, pressure and the most uncomfortable situations, you know, I know that there's a balance. Too much of anything is not good. You know, and my mom tells me all the time, put a lot of pressure on myself, but I wouldn't be me if it wasn't for that. So I think it's more, how can I figure out a way to manage this and what, and defining what is too much for me? You know, when do I know, when should I stop? When do I stop? You know, learning how to break. How did you discover that? I'm still discovering it. That's a journey. Me. It ain't no, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the point, right? Like, I yeah. know what it is now. Now yeah. it's just, how can I, you know, yeah. get better at dealing with this? But it yeah. doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that it was never there or yeah. was there. It's like, you know, that like when you see that person that you ain't seen in a while and you see that person all the time, that means that the person was always there. You just never paid attention to it. Yeah. So now you have a choice on whether to say hello or to walk away. Right. And right. that'll determine your relationship with that person. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I love what you said about like, you know, you're just figure you're still figuring that part out. Um, it might be something that might not change, right? The ability to deal with this stress or to to, yeah. to work to this capacity. Yeah. You might just end up developing a new work capacity. You might surprise yourself and be able to grind out harder than you've ever. Like, uh, I think it was a movie, uh, Stutz, with like uh, Jonah Hill, mm -hmm. and it's Jonah Hill interviewing his psychologist, his therapist. Oh, I saw, I saw a, a good portion of that. Yo, that was yeah, yeah, so I have good. to watch the whole thing. There's like a part where he says that there are like three guarantees in life. Mm -hmm. I forget what the other two were, but one of them was that there's constant work, and once you're able to accept that life is just about constant work, um then it becomes a little bit more simple because mm -hmm. there's no mm -hmm. al if, like as soon as you erase a potential to, for an alternative mm -hmm. you no longer have the desire for the alternative you kind of accept the situation as it is yeah and if you accept that you're constantly going to be working yeah. constantly going to be grinding yeah. for better and for more yeah. um then you get used to the hustle you get used to the grind yeah. I, that's probably the hardest part for me now like really accepting that this is what it is. This is the life that I chose. Yeah. And I still have moments where it's like, damn. Like you think back, you look at your day and it's like, wow, I'm in this bitch. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I have a lot of those moments like, and I have it very frequently because, you know, I'm at a place in my life what now where um, a lot of what you're seeing, the person that you see now, um, I had to put a lot of legwork in behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, you know, adamant about doing that and consistent, like I said, one rep at a time. So, um, now that, you know, I'm at a stage in my life now where it's time for things to go public, you know, for example, my music, you know, the real estate, the training, the sales, all that shit, um, you know, it's just more like, damn, I'm here. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's really hard for me to accept because um, I think when you, you listen to when you listen to enough people who have done what you want to do. 
um, you can tell the difference between somebody who knew they was going to be on that path and somebody who just stumbled upon it. Like, and it's a difference in how they talk about their craft and how they approach their day. Like, Michael Jordan will be like, yeah, because, yo, I'm waking up at this time, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And that's the grind, and this is what I need to do. And matter of fact, if I have some more time, I'll shoot up some more two hours. Mm. And you'll get, like, the next person, like, like, a, like a Charles Barkley, like somebody who hasn't really won anything, but he has been good enough to be named a Michael Jordan. He's like, yeah, yo, this is the life. You, yo, you make it to these levels, and, yo, you got to be in the gym from 9 to 5. But, you know, best believe, 6 o'clock, I'm chilling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just different, mm. you know. And you can see, um, you can see how their careers panned out. Michael Jordan never lost. This dude never won. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, these guys are are super intentional. Like they don't. Somebody doesn't say, "Listen, hey, wow, you won a championship." I'm like, oh shit, damn! If you told me that ten years ago, I would never believe. They're like, man, I've been waiting so long for this day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's where I want to be. Like the winner who is not surprised by the winning. It's just more become it becomes more um, methodical. Yeah. And that's where the beauty and the artistry lies. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you know what what when you said that about Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, what I was thinking is to myself, you know, there are people that they live and walk and do excess amounts of whatever it is that they need to do, whether. Like if I'm thinking of my buddy of mine, he's a barber. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was cutting hair at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, he was cutting hair after hours in his mm-hmm. basement in his mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. It's just what he did. Mm-hmm. He got really good at his craft, mm-hmm. and now he opened up his own barbershop. Yeah, and it's just really it's what he does, right? And then there's the people who will and no knock on these people at all, but you know they go into work right on time, maybe five minutes in later. They leave a little earlier. You know, they just get paid, they get their paycheck mm. and they do it because they have to, not because they want to, because mm-hmm. they have to. And, you know, those people, will they'll, they'll do fine. Mm-hmm. They'll be happy, which mm-hmm. is good. I think both individuals will be happy. Mm-hmm. It's just if you really want to mm-hmm. achieve certain levels mm-hmm. or uh, get to certain levels mm-hmm. in your craft, you can't just put in a regular amount of work. I, I don't, <clears throat> I, I, I don't look at my life like yo I want to get to that level I know I'm going to get there right. it's just you know how long you stay there you right. know, we all got time you know so I want to live my life at the peak for the longest that I can mm. you know so um, that's what I mean about like how these dudes talk like Patrick Mahomes like Tom Brady LeBron James these dudes they come through and they're like yo this is what I do bro yeah like they don't be like yeah yo you know, they asked me to do this. So yeah. this is what needs to get done. It's like, yo, right. I'm, I'm here and I'm trying to stay here and I'm trying to stay here for as long as I can. So, because the people who are, the other people that we're talking about, and, and again, no knock on them, but the other people we're talking about, I think when you just realize that difference, it just, that energy just don't align. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're great at your job, like you can be a winner. You can win two, three championships. You feel me? But it's really about the dominance, bro. Like, that's where it's really, like, the intention. Like, I said this, and that's why everybody's doing that. You know, like, that's what I'm seeking, you know? And that's just such, like, so rare to come across. It's a different energy. So you're saying, are you saying you're, like, seeking, like, in a way, influence? Yeah. The ability to influence others? When you say something, people go that way. Uh When you walk, people walk that way. And not because... You're trying to take advantage of them more so like 
I believe that I have something in me that can help other people and I want to be able to help and influence as much people as possible. So I know it's a tightrope to walk, right? But um, I don't ever question my place. It's just more so um, how long I'm going to stay there. Like I said, the longevity. You know, we, we got we got a lot of people who's given us a blueprint now, like these athletes I named. They are showing us how to be, how to have longevity. Drake, J. Cole, or like any industry that you go in, these guys are here for 10, 15, 20 years. So it's time for the next generation to take that long and take it 20, 25, 30 years. Like, hey, yo, I've been fucking, whatever industry you want to get into, I've been smashing this industry for, and I'm only getting better. Mm. And that's where I want to be. I don't want to be, yeah, you know, back in my day, I'm never going to be a back in my day type of dude. I'm always be, this is where we at. But if you want to look at where I was at before, go ahead. So, so you grew up with older people in your life? Yeah. Influencing you? Because like yeah, when you yeah, said both, that, both. That, re- that reminded me of me like when I grew up. Yeah. And I hung out with a lot of older people too. Yeah. And that's exactly what they would say. It, it was, um, I mean, it, it wasn't until like I actually really started reading that I started really being around people that was older than me. Mm-hmm. Well, I started seeking them out, I guess. Um, but it was, I have a good mix of both. And that's why I want to do what I want to do because um, I believe that I have a message that can translate to all audiences, you know? So I want to test it out. <laughs> The shit don't work, then it don't work. But I got a lot of information on how to communicate regardless. So, Yeah. Yeah. So what is your vision? What is it, What do you see? Like, end? Like that level, that next <laughs> level for day. Um, I mean, I think right now I just want to, my energy is going into, I'm in a place right now where I want to put my energy into other people, you know? So you're only as good as, you know, the people that's around you. So I'm really um, focusing on making sure that I can, um, be just as influential um, on other people that I am myself. You know, I wake up with a desire and a passion and a fire to do what I want to do every day. And, you know, I don't want other people to be like me. I want the people to be like themselves and live in their true best form, you know? So, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's a, it's a, it's a journey because, um, you know, um, I think when you get to a certain place where you keep, where you, where you, where you know how to win, but you want to learn how to keep winning, you know, you don't want to be too gluttonous. You don't want to be too selfish with it. You know, and I was getting to that point where I was like, damn, I'm doing a lot of shit for myself. Fuck these other guys, you know? And, um, you know, I, it closed a lot of doors for me that I realized need to be open. And, you know, once I realized that, I was like, all right, you know, life isn't just about your accomplishments and how your day went. It's about how other people's day went. You know, that's really what it's about. You know, how you can make somebody feel heard and understood on any level. And, you know, that's really where my energy is going. Mm. Mm. So that's really, um, you know, the next level for me. Like, I don't think I, I don't think I ever want to, you know, I, th- I thought a lot about this because I don't think I ever want to be the guy who's like, yeah, because I'm the CEO. Like, I don't ever want to have to say I'm the CEO. I want somebody to tell me I'm the CEO. Like, yo, that's the guy right there. Mm. But I never want to be in a room say, these are my accomplishments. That it just doesn't interest me as much anymore. Right, you want people to speak of your accomplishments instead for you. Yeah. Right, you want people to uh, work so hard so that until the day that you don't have to introduce yourself. Exactly. You know, I had a client actually who uh, who made me who asked me to read a book called Good to Great. It's one of the best books I read last year. And um, you know, it's just a bunch of examples about the difference between good and great companies. And the biggest difference was the teamwork. You know, so if the CEO leaves, the team still knows how to operate at that same level because the CEO taught them, as opposed to saying, you guys need me, so if I walk away, the company does bad. You know, that selflessness is, you know, what I wanna practice because not only does it bring me the best competitors, 
um, it brings me the best friends. Yeah. You feel me? So, yeah. um, you know, that's when I realized that I was like, yeah, you know, I need to shift my energy. And that's when I started teaching the class. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt that energy coming from you, you know, typically being in a gym, a bunch of trainers, you're all kind of competing against each other in a way for yeah. the same, uh, same potential consumers. Mm-hmm. And it's just a question of who you do it better. Yeah. So I was, I was really shocked that, you know, you walk in and there's like a class on, Hey, everybody being led by another trainer. Yeah. It's like, dude, kind of giving away your secrets that would work well for you. Yeah. And, um, uh, you follow Alex Ramosi? No, never heard of him. Oh, did you love Maybe Alex Maybe I gotta Ramosi? see his face. I don't know. Big but. bearded guy, um, millionaire, uh, uh, entrepreneur. We'll talk about him after. Yeah, he's yeah. a phenomenal guy. Yeah. And, and that's what he, what does he say? He says something about like just giving away your best content for free. Mm-hmm. Like just give it away for mm-hmm. free. You know, mm-hmm. and if you have a fear that what you give away for free is your secret sauce and like that's your that's the mm-hmm. only thing you can hold on to and that's the only thing you can offer then you got a lot of work to do exactly yeah you know? exactly because there should always be more that you could offer especially exactly. in the service industry exactly um 100 so i i love what he says i love I, when you're speaking of giving back to the people i'm thinking of the phrase i heard of a servant leader mm-hmm. so i got this from church because my family went to church a lot when mm-hmm. we were younger mm-hmm. and one of the things that um always resonated with me was when jesus uh washed the feet of his disciples mm-hmm. and i thought that was so like just interesting you know like here he is the son of god bending down to his knees and back then uh they wore flip-flops they wore mm-hmm. sandals mm-hmm. and they would walk hundreds of miles a day mm-hmm. and not like around there and so their feet would Probably, oh my god i look at my feet my feet are busted <laughs> my feet are disgusting i just got my nails done yesterday actually she was rubbing <laughs> on my feet man self-love is the best love it really you know, is. that shit is amazing yeah man and so uh he was he, he you know they really emphasized the point that their feet are dirty it's the mm-hmm. bottom of the body is just disgusting mm-hmm. not really taken care of for mm-hmm. the most part mm-hmm. and here he is the son of like you know i'm not saying like whatever your belief mm-hmm. is but it is your mm-hmm. belief son of god on his hands and knees washing and cleaning yeah all of his men's feet yeah you know and that's just a servant leader like yeah. you you lead you lead with servitude yeah as opposed to leading with an ego and yeah. demand and like i said it's, it's a very tight road to walk because um when you realize that um when you get to that point in your life where it's like the reason why things aren't working for me is because I'm not doing the work and I know that if I put in the work, it's going to happen. Um, you know, it's a, it's a serious ego booster and um, you can use that for a lot of negativity. Um, you know, so obviously trying to find a balance is learning how to use it for positive and negative, right? And walking along those, you know, those boundaries within those boundaries. So um, like I said, it's really just all about the intention, you know, and sometimes it's not even about that because your intention may not be perceived the way you want it to. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what I mean about it being an endless journey because I'm always going to have that ego in me like, fuck these guys, I'm doing what I need to do. Cause you know, that's the facts. But also at the same time, like, um, the best example I could offer is Steph Curry. That man never talks about, like he waited until he broke the three point record to say I'm the greatest shooter of all time. That's the type of stuff that's like, and this dude, you knew he was the greatest since he was shooting. Mm. Not when he crossed the record, but when he finally crossed the record, he said, I'm so happy I can finally say I'm the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, because there's no argument about that. 
but it's even for him to, to, to right. for him to get to that point to say that even though he everybody has acknowledged it for the last however long he's been in the league he didn't want to acknowledge that until he got to that point and that type of humility is like you know if you ain't born with it if you don't grow up with that you know you got to earn that you got to you got to learn how to you know um love yourself through others you yeah. know and say hey you know what I made a lot of shots, but if it wasn't for my teammates passing the ball to me, I would have never got them up. Huh. Who says that? As opposed to like, you know, I can't even, you know, give, give you an arrogant basketball player, but as opposed to somebody who's like, yeah, nah, this is me right here. This is what I did. Yeah, three-point leader, finals championship. Steph Curry never, never. Remarkable. That's remarkable. I'm fascinated by people who um, talk about themselves in that way. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, two things uh, when you mentioned that. Uh, again, I what do they say? There's like a statement. Uh, that's how I feel about mentors. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about mentors. Mm -hmm. um, I always felt like a good mentor is the one type that will build you up. Mm -hmm. That will help you cheat life through their mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, and you will be able to achieve 10 times more um then you would independently, then they would independently, but together because you're using their knowledge. Mm -hmm. There's a statement, the phrase, if I see a beyond those in mm -hmm. front of me, it's because I stand perched on the mm -hmm. shoulders of giants. Mm -hmm. And I, I live and die by that. And then the uh, second piece though, that I love that you said is uh, the self accountability. A lot of people don't have that accountability to themselves mm -hmm. to say that if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That if the reason why I'm not where I'm at is because of my decisions, X, Y, Z. Like, dude, I was, uh, you know, I, I was like 17, 18, uh, 18, 17, 18, and I was like squatting like 500, 550 pounds. Mm -hmm. so I got 45 ish, mm -hmm. 17, 18. Um, so I thought I was on top of the world because, mm -hmm. like, in my local community, I was the strongest guy ever. Mm -hmm. um, and then it wasn't until I was like 2021 20, that I actually went to nationals and my eyes opened up. Mm -hmm. And then I realized mm -hmm. I, I think I came, mm -hmm. I, I was used to coming in top three without even trying mm -hmm. like without even trying and nationals i don't even know what i placed mm -hmm. i heard it was 13th place but still i, I but just, you see like and, and it, like we've all had those moments right like when we walk into those rooms it was like you know so those feelings of you know quite frankly embarrassment and like yeah you know not knowing you know because everybody knows where they place everybody knows where they rank what's this that and if we're not like it's like i like i had last night i had a performance that um i didn't i didn't really like like i wasn't feeling it you know and i and i knew the crowd wasn't feeling it and you know even to this day you know like there's tons of bad performances in the last six seven months that i just can't watch i can't stomach watching it mm. you know and i know that's why i'm going to learn the most but it's also those feelings of like damn yo <laughs> the people who's nice had to go through this and you know like so i'm working on that too and you know that's just an indication that i'm you know getting getting to that next level i'm moving forward to that next level because i want to get to that point where i have a bad performance and i'm like all right let me just watch the footage let me see what's up but i can't do that right now you know what i'm saying i can't deal with those emotions oh okay okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah so the next level for me is like building up that you know that um the mental, yeah the, the ability to do that and that's why like that's why it's like all right that's why I, that's where i want to be at, and that's my target for the next however long you know Ooh. so based on the conversation that we had um you know now i have to do the work to say yo why don't i want to watch that what is it about that moment 
you know, how can I identify those feelings of why I can't watch those videos? Embarrassment, disappointment, you know, whatever those may shame, regret, you know, like um, doubt. So thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. that's deep, that's man. That's what it's about. Yeah, but a lot of people can't admit that. You know, a yeah. lot of people fear that feeling yeah. also, but they will never admit it. You know, they'll never admit that. I can't stomach listening to myself yeah. and listening and reliving the feelings, mm -hmm. the mistakes. I, I don't want to do that. But like when I got into those rooms, so you walk into that power room, you see like all those people, the number one, number two, number three guy, yo, these dudes are watching film like nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what they're they so doing. They fucking, yo, they watching people get injured. They watching themselves get injured over and over mm -hmm. and dissecting what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's what the next level is. So now we have the tangibles, right? We know step A, step B. Now it's just figuring out, figuring out about which steps we're going to take to get to that next point, you mm -hmm. know? So that's when I just started becoming obsessed with it, bro. Mm -hmm. When you start wondering, like, what's the difference between number 13 and number one? Mm. Not 13 and the rest of the 13, number one. How can I get to number one? And then when you start realizing the things that you're not doing, yeah. you're like, oh, that's what he's doing. Yeah. That's why I have so much respect for what he got going on. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. They say, uh, like to use it in gym analogies, because that seems to be the theme here. Like yeah. we, I was lifting and this old dude comes up to me and I'm like trying to, I'm struggling with these weights and I can't do it. And he's like, yo man, uh, here's the proper technique of how you're going to do that. And I go, oh, okay, cool. He gives me one piece of advice. Mm -hmm. He's like, yo, if you want to look like that guy and he kind of points to like a small, like just, he's not being judgmental, mm -hmm. but he's trying to make a point. Mm -hmm. And plus they're older people. You know how people were back <laughs> yeah, in yeah. those days. He's like, you want to look like that guy? Do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But if you want to look like that guy, then he points to his jack, most jack dude, do what he's doing. And so like, it goes back to the point of how you're using the self-analysis to review what you didn't do and comparing yourself to the top dog so that you can do what they do. And then there's like that point of, uh, was it Alex from again to quote him? He says, imitate and then iterate. Mm -hmm. So you're going to imitate what they do mm -hmm. until you get it right. And then you iterate it with your own flavor, exactly. with your own style. Exactly. That's what life is about. Mm -hmm. That's what we all do. We all take from each other. I'm just giving the credit back. Right. It's just the flow. <laughs> right? It's just the flow. I don't have a problem giving credit because when you're a student, it's like you ain't tripping over knowledge. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no shortage of information nowadays. It's like... I can't take your access. It's not the 1600s, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to figure, if you really want to figure it out, you're going to figure it out one way or another. Like my way of selling clients in the gym is not the only way to sell clients in the gym. Right. So it's just like, all right. So I'm, if once, once I realize that access is the only thing, is the only issue, then I'm just going to give access. Mm. That's it. I'm just going to give the access and allow it to come back to me. And it, that, and it does. It probably does, right? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like there's natural laws that we cannot, doesn't matter. The sun always goes up, goes down. Like yeah. we don't, and that's also natural. What you give out is what you get back. Uh -huh. It's natural, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to get good back, so I, I always try to pour good into myself, no matter the situation. That's that's straight facts, man. That's straight facts. That's just kind of like. So what I did was uh, what led me to go to Equinox was I started off um, with uh, this other company. Mm -hmm. um, the strength district mm -hmm. started off with the district training facility converted um and one of my best friends mm -hmm. uh dan boulet mm -hmm. he's the one who brought me up mm -hmm. he's the one who brought me on board mm -hmm. um because he just saw an opportunity mm -hmm. to grow and he did nothing mm -hmm. but give man mm -hmm. you would love him dude yeah. he just he just gave gave yeah. gave um and he trained me to be a trainer he instilled hope mm -hmm. he guided me through the whole process um 
and now I'm at this point where it's like at that point, you know, at that point, I feel like I had any value to give. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at this point where I just like, yeah, it's like it's like you're saying, right? If you're doing this to get paid, you'll yeah, always be broke. broke. Yeah. Right. And so now at this point, I don't really care to be paid. Like I, I don't really care. And it's funny is, at that time when it was about the money, mm-hmm. I was having money problems. Mm-hmm. Now that it's not about the money. You're like you're like money's always gonna be there. Yeah, money's always no matter. It's always gonna, yeah, yeah. You know, and that that natural law when you really believe, and that's what I mean about taking account. When you really believe in something, yeah, you don't be like, damn. Like Michael Jordan never said, "Yo, I hope I make it to the finals." If you listen to his interviews, he's like, oh, "It's been a tough challenge, but um, <laughs> I'll see you guys in the finals." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the level that he got to to be able to not only convince himself, his team, the people around him, and the opponent that they were going to lose, the mental fortitude that takes, that's why people call him the GOAT. And that's why a lot of people need to give him more credit. Because that right there, like LeBron, I mean, and objectively, he had like a lot of crazy teams going against him, you know, but same time, like, yo, this dude walked into the room and his belief was so strong, he was like, damn, I might not win tonight. And that's all he needed. Even for the great competitors, right? The people who was like, all right, this dude been battle tested. Amongst those dudes, his shit prevailed every time. Insane mental fortitude, bro. Mm-hmm. That right there, bro, that it is that is intentional. That is something that you have to go home and actively work on. You don't mm-hmm. just wake up and be like, I don't care if you have the best head start. You don't wake up and be like, I'm here. He had to be like, yo, he was reading something, doing something that was like, nah, if I ever share these guys, maybe if I get to that point, I'd probably never share. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But yo, six and oh, you can't beat it. I just think it comes with uh, the putting in those work, right? <laughs> putting in that work. I was reading this book. Yeah. I wasn't reading it. I was listening to yeah. the Audible. Yeah. It's called uh, Why Should White Folks Have All the Fun? Mm-hmm. It's about Reginald Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, he, he accomplished a lot, you mm-hmm. know, in the night. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. a part of the first group of young black men mm-hmm. going to Harvard mm-hmm. Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up with a background uh, coming from Maryland, mm-hmm. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So he had a very rough background. And then, you know, we've heard of this, these, these come up stories. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a come up story to hear of. He just had a, he had his own story, mm-hmm. um, and so he became a very successful lawyer. Mm-hmm. I think he was the first um, black entrepreneur mm-hmm. in Wall Street, mm-hmm. um, and people didn't want to do deals with him mm-hmm. all because of the color of his skin, mm-hmm. um, and they wouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. So he just he could have easily said, "Man, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe it was my analysis. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the way I pitched things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just all this stuff." But no, he did. And so the reason I bring him up is because you know you mentioned Michael Jordan and that it factor, that mental fortitude. But this guy like developed it when he was like a kid, like when mm-hmm. he was younger. Mm-hmm. Like he did everything intentionally too. Mm-hmm. He uh, he worked like till f- yeah. There's like this one story of he was. Uh, I'm not. I don't remember exactly what he was doing, but he was like cleaning up after events uh, during like, at, like a hall, mm-hmm. right? No, he was, oh, 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 he was cleaning up after events at a hall and he would, 
depend on tips. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody left at 11 p.m. The guy who's running the uh, the party, you know, the person who's hosting, mm-hmm. he told everybody like, okay, you can leave at 11. He mm-hmm. stayed. He stayed till 3 a.m. And when he stayed till 3 a.m., he would pull up everybody's cars because people were pissed drunk. Mm-hmm. So he pulled them up and people were tipping him. He was the only person getting tipped that night. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I told you to leave. Like the host is like, I told you to leave. What are you doing here? He's like, nah, man. I, he, he said it like respectfully like, I'm here to work, mm-hmm. you know, and and so you develop that mindset, and I'm sure there were times in, in the book that they don't talk about mm-hmm. when he didn't feel like working, mm-hmm. and he probably didn't feel like it, he didn't want to mm-hmm. do it, mm-hmm. um, but he developed that over time, over just constantly applying himself, being available, focusing on his craft, thinking, how can I make myself so good that people can't say no to me, mm-hmm. despite the background, despite the color mm-hmm. of my skin, despite mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think about. Like, uh, I think of, uh, for me, my aha moment was like when Jay Z said, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman." Mm-hmm. As in, he is the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what he does. He mm-hmm. lives, breathes, mm-hmm. eat, shits business. Mm-hmm. It's just what he does. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn. So how do I get to the point where it's just what I do? You know, like where I hustle so much, I work so much. That's just what I do. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, yeah, at that point I was like, okay, let me just become a student. Mm -hmm. Let me study because it's also my, like, uh, that's like my weak point is I was never a really good Mm -hmm. student. I was never studious. So that's how I ended up at Equinox. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let me go to a place and just learn and just be a student. That's what it's about, bro. You know, I mean, I know it's, it seems, um, impossible, you know, but you just got to know that's where you belong, bro. Yeah. That's it. You know, even when it seems impossible, you just got to be like, yo, this is where I'm at with it. You know? Yeah. So. And you just got to just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it was like acceptance. Yeah. That's what, like, that's what's really like the hardest part for me. It was really accepting. Like there are times where I don't want to be the person who says, let's make this move. You know, yeah. like sometimes I don't always want to be the driver. I, I, I just because I'm the driver a lot of times, that doesn't mean I want to be at ten out of ten. Yeah, maybe eight out of ten, maybe nine out of ten sometimes. But yo, I, I like to be in the passenger. You know, I like to somebody yeah. else to be like yo. You know, so um, in terms of acceptance, you know, that was the hardest part for me because um, it was more it was more like realizing that there are a lot of people, most people who will prefer things to be done for them, chosen for them. Yeah. You know, like when we say maintenance, when we think of the word maintenance, we don't think about what goes into that maintenance. The light goes out, somebody has to pick up, go to the ladder, go to the top, figure out how he's going to do it on the top of the ladder, screw the thing. Like, you know, those things, that takes a lot of work and effort. Yeah. And, you know, um, people's just not trying to do that. They ain't trying to get their hands dirty, bro. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to get their hands dirty. And once I realized that, I was like, fuck it you know if the you know when you meet that alpha type person you know you'll know but that don't mean that you stop being yourself because that person isn't hasn't come around in a while or ever you know that doesn't mean that that person isn't coming around you know so um yeah yeah you gotta be a catalyst sometimes if you like you know like i said if it was meant to be it's up to me I, I, i like to i really like to compare it to nba a lot because it's just how it is like it's just like you know, you, you got a couple, you go a couple teams, you got your schedule, maybe every five games you meet a, a really good player, every yeah. three, two, and, you know, every eight, ten games, yeah. you meet a really good player, really franchise player, then every 15, 20 games you meet that dude. Like, 
Did you play basketball growing up? Yeah, a lot. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But like every 15, 20 games, you see that like, I, feel- I can't I can't have one <laughs> chink in my armor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. Wait, so you were good? Were you- I was all right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I was, believe him. I, was good. I don't no, believe I was, him. I don't I was, believe him. I was good when I believed I was good. There's a basketball court downstairs. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna test you. I gotta find I was, out. I was good when I believed I was good. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't go as far as in basketball as I wanted to. Was because my mental strength was just like non-existent right. Right. at the time. So when it actually really mattered for me to play good, I never played good. Damn man, never. I, the way that you, uh, damn, damn. Okay, the way you just like articulated that the way you just said that out yeah. loud i feel like a lot of us go through that yeah. where like we had that opportunity mm-hmm. where we like not an opportunity mm-hmm. maybe it is maybe it was it an is. opportunity it, it was an opportunity and we just mm-hmm. you know you just say i was i was lacking mm-hmm. i was lacking something mm-hmm. whether it's mental fortitude whether it's ability whether it's just timing or urgent sense of I, urgency I just, yo that's why i'm saying i just don't like when I started watching, what really started making me, because um, I'm, I'm, I've obsessed about Michael Jordan's career, and I've watched his documentary too many times, um, and because you, they show you what he went through mentally right. to stay successful. So I was really trying to figure it out, maybe on like my 15th watch, trying to really understand what it was that separated this guy. It was all here. Like why he never lost. Like that is a feat that is insane. Yeah. Like that triumphs everything for me because he never lost. You know what I'm saying? Like You're, it's just you have to be in the time. You have to see it. You know, which is why old heads be like, yo, nobody's touching Michael Jordan. Because once you when you see it, when you feel that, that mental fortitude, like when you see that game six, yeah. crossover, game on the line, shot done, put it on your poster wall. Like <sighs> When you see shit like that, it's like, yo, you can only, every time you think of the GOAT or every time you think of the best, whatever, you feel that and you're like, that emotion, I cling to that most. LeBron hasn't given me that. Yeah, okay. As often, as consistently as Michael Jordan. That's why these old heads be like, yo, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, watching it, watching it, watching it, watching it, trying to figure out, trying to figure out. And um, he said it and um, it was like one of the last, I think it was like nine or 10 and he was going against Utah and um, they lost in game five so he had to go to Utah and um, this was his last this was the last dance this was the last season everybody was like yo the general manager was like this team is breaking up fuck y'all this is it y'all, y'all worth too much blah 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 and he said yo they lost the game five and he went on the plane he said yo I'm only taking one suit cause I ain't playing again hmm. he told that to the team he said yo no coaches he came to the players he said yo I'm only taking one suit cause I'm not playing again so be ready to win. Yo, and when he said that, I was like, that's it. That's crazy. That's crazy. He started playing the game before he even left for the game. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, the, the, he protected his, his mindset. He didn't allow influence Bro. or intrusive thoughts Bro. in. Yeah. Not only that, but then he spread it to what? his teammates. He said, yo, if you don't have the belief... Hop on the cape. Because mm. I'm not going home playing again. And guess what? That game six, he probably had the best seconds of his career. Last 10 seconds. Game six, Utah, 1998. You could watch it. Steals the ball, Carmelo on a play where they wasn't supposed to have the ball. That means that he believed up until the last 10 seconds that he was going to win, even when they was losing. 
Last 10 seconds, he made a play, stole the ball, and made a shot to solidify his legacy. It's it's a sexy feeling, isn't it? But that's what what I'm saying. That feeling, you you have to be in the building. But the sequence (laughs) that they showed, how they showed it in 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 the last dance, that's when I got it. I was like, yo. Yeah, right, play it on the screen real quick. Because you don't, because no, no, <laughs> you don't get. I actually looked up like that. <laughs> you you don't get to that last ten seconds. He doesn't get the opportunity to steal the ball yeah. if his belief wavers any point before that. Yeah. That's why his accomplishments are remarkable. Yeah. Because if it wavered any second before that last shot, that last sequence, they would have lost. You know what's crazy to me about Michael Jordan yeah. about that that yeah. that um the um documentary right. Yeah was uh how early on when he was young mm-hmm. like he wouldn't party he wouldn't drink he wouldn't do drugs mm-hmm. he just like what did he do he just go back to yeah. the dorm and study do his work he was very diligent mm-hmm. um where do you think he got that from i think that's just more habits i'm actually reading a book right now on kobe um and the um, what the Lakers dynasty was like before they started winning. And obviously Kobe is very similar to Michael, so I'm not going to say Michael was this way, but um, a lot of what they adopted was from each other. Um, and, you know, Kobe was the same way, like very, I'm working, no playing. Um, I don't believe that's the right way. I believe that you can have a balance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, you know, um, I'm really, the theory that I'm trying to test because, you know, people that I come across in my life now is like, oh, you only have to do this. Oh, you can only do this. Oh, it's not going to work. I've never met anybody. Like, I'm not trying to be the biggest personal training real estate rapper ever. No, I'm not. I understand that I'm, you know, I can't be pulled in every direction, you know, but um, I just don't believe in being in doing one thing. It brings us back to the conversation about longevity. Like, if LeBron labeled himself as a basketball player, then that's all he'd be. But we don't think of LeBron as just a basketball player. We look at him like the businessman. You know, so he got he's he got a billion dollars. You know, he built our network. He's doing this. He's doing movies. He's doing executive blah blah. Like, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta spread your wings, man. You can't just be all about that fucking. I'm working, no plan. Time is always gonna be spent. You can't change that. So how you spend your time? If you're gonna be boring, bro, what's the point of all the work that you do? The way I see it, right, mm-hmm. is um. You got to start off spreading, and then you know this is just the way I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You got to start off with a bunch of buckets. Yeah, you know, um, or and water mm-hmm. your seeds, water everything. Mm-hmm. Plots, watch the plants grow. Yeah, um, and like if let's say you have six, mm-hmm. maybe five out of the six aren't really growing as mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. but the one is growing at a rate higher rate, mm-hmm. looking to be a beefy plant. Yeah, that's the one you should take the most. Uh, care for you must yeah. pay most attention to that but you have to start off with the six because biology will do its thing mm-hmm. you can't guarantee that one of them is going to be the biggest beefiest juice mm-hmm. of like fucking plant i don't know i'm thinking of like a tree yeah. that's what i'm imagining yeah and then the other four mm-hmm. or five of them at some point you have to kind of neglect i don't want to say you neglect you don't have to just stop watering it. but anyways my point is my point is yeah in order for you to find that one thing that you specialize in um, sometimes you do have to start off with multiple things. Yeah. Um, but, but I also think that after you find that one thing you specialize in, then you just focus on that specialty and getting like, and becoming the best of that mm-hmm. and becoming that as your brand. Because it's like, you know, like LeBron James, yeah. um, Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, you know, we think of them as businessmen. We we think of them as other investors yeah. maybe. Yeah. But what comes to mind to, for me, is still basketball. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, what I was thinking, it's crazy you say that because what I was thinking on the way here was actually, you know, I have to choose one, you know? Yeah. So I, I've actually, like, I'm consciously thinking, you know, I'm projecting, yeah. Um, you know, when the moment is going to be for, for me to choose. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, even, like, let's say I say, yo, I'm going to drop everything tomorrow and be a rapper and do rapping full time. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to, you know, like, stop working out or, yeah. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, I, I just. I think it's just the focus. I don't, I don't Your think, focus yeah, won't the be focus, on that. The focus, yes. Yeah. Man, but I think, you know, when you, when you have a lot of buckets, you know what I'm saying? What you're working on is organization. You know what I'm saying? So there are things that we, in reality, that we have no choice to tend to, right? Like, we have no choice but to tend to our, our, our self-care and, you know, the people that we love. And, you know, you go home. There are just a certain responsibilities that we have, you know? So we don't think about those, like, choices. Like, oh, um, you know, some people do, but, you know, you have a brother. You want to make sure you be a good brother to your brother, you know, consistently. You know what I'm saying? That takes time. That's a different hat that you have to put on, you know? So I, I don't think that... Um, just because I want to wear my rapper hat 90% of the time don't mean that the other 10%, I can't use that to, you know? Yeah. I don't believe that in order to get to that place, you have to be an asshole. So what would your place look like? What is that? If we can align it. Like what, is, <laughs> like what does success mean to you? Yes, success to me means um, being around people who um, intentionally make me feel great about myself. You know what I'm saying? Like exclusively like, yo, I chill around Jorge because he makes me feel great about myself when I'm working out. You know, he's my best workout partner. You know, I have no you know, worries about that. You know, so I want to be around people who um, bring out the best in me, you know, in whatever it is that I'm doing. You know, so um, that's really what success is to me. And then also um, making sure that despite uh, whatever negativity, I'm always taking um active steps to make sure that I'm taken care of, you know, and not just how I look, nice clothes, but, you know, the inside and also, you know, the things I can control, how room, how clean my room is and, you know, if I brush my teeth consistently and, you know, do I take care of my hair and do I smile and think good thoughts? Like, you know, that's what success is to me, you mm. know? So everything else that comes outside of that, like, that's why I don't look at what I'm doing like, oh, wow, you all over the place. Like, again, I know that there's balance. So I know that, you know, I can't do everything, but at the same time, these are just our extensions of my happiness and what I choose to do. So if doing real estate right now makes me happy, I'm not going to postpone that because rapping is taking up most of my time. I'm just going to figure out a way to organize it so that I can still get that same joy, but minimally. And that's all that matters. And that's what makes you, I believe, you know, it's like when people look at it that way, it's like that glass half empty. Like I look at a glass half full. If I'm saying I'm going to spend an hour to figure out how I can be the best personal trainer, then that means I have to cut off a lot of excess weight. So what happens when I cut off that excess weight? That means that I'm going to be a really good fucking personal trainer. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm spending a lot of time now figuring out how I can sculpt my life in such a way that when I'm in the personal training realm, I feel the best I can be, job well done. But in order to figure out that formula, it's very gruesome. You know, it's very, very tiring. It's very accountable. And I, I realize that people aren't trying to go through that. That's fine. But I'm good. I'm trying to do that. That's what I, that's what I choose to do. So Yeah. Yeah. I love that you define success as self-improvement and friends. And the people you surround yourself with. Because that's, 
That's just love, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. just love. That's it. It's all. That's what I'm saying. Like all of this is extensions of love. Like, yeah. Yo, like, bro, like, show love to my bro on his podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't looking at it like, yo, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I gotta go to Jersey. Oh, I gotta, you know, like I, I, I've experienced a really nice building, a really nice view. I would have never done that if I wasn't open to loving myself. That's really what this is about, right? We're talking, we're having a conversation about, you know, being men and yeah. being vulnerable. So. Um, you know, great the podcast, the content, the clips. That's all. Those are all the things that come yeah. with it. But I'm not here for the content, the clips. It's more like, yo, like when I walk out this room, will they invite me back again? Of course. You know what I'm saying? But you don't <laughs> get that if you don't learn how to work on yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? That and that journey is endless. Yeah, it's funny because like for me, the podcast started off as um it just started off as like branding just like an idea a way of branding it's like yeah. uh the way i saw like content creation mm-hmm. and all this other mm-hmm. stuff whether it's mm-hmm. youtube shorts is you know it's a very easy way to brand yourself mm-hmm. and uh, to be something right to if you want to be successful mm-hmm. it's easier to sell or do something if people know your brand and you've developed your brand that's how it started mm-hmm. off right yeah the way it's going though i'm enjoying just talking to people. Yo. i miss talking to people I miss. I love getting to know you more now mm-hmm. as an individual mm-hmm. through this experience. Mm-hmm. And so the next time we see each other, like, dude, you're like just a different day to me. You know, you're, and that's what it's about. You know, that the relationship is just it's bond. About. Like it's a bond now. I feel like when you just work, you close off, you cut that off. Yeah. So like, there's only connection now. Oh, he's just a sales guy. He's just, you know, like, and I, I personally through my experience, that just doesn't work for me. Right. Like, I. I believe that people deserve access. It's just how much access, mm-hmm. you know, that's the balance that you play with. Right. You know, and learning whether or not, you know, based on your experiences, how you trust people, this, that, and the third. But I don't think the access is questionable. Right. I believe people are going to access you in any way, shape, or form. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I agree. And then it's all, you know, like you said, it's like about the balance. Yeah. About the balance of between your values, maintaining your morals, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you've been through your own experience of, you know, being around people that i don't want to say that they maybe shouldn't have been around you know like that's what happened to me yeah often it was just around people that i didn't shouldn't have been around um and so i close off myself to almost mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. and then um you know you're not realizing like it's kind of like a miserable life yeah you're not really happy crazy. yeah and so now you just now i guess we're both in this open this position in our lives where we're opening up the doors again well and you know that's that's why I think this journey is just so great because um you know when you when you get when you feel pain and you close those doors and you you know are reluctant to trust people um you know you get to a place where you know you become very selective mm-hmm. you become very selective about what it is that you want and where you want to go and um I believe that wavers in you know the the moments you know with mo- with the most pressure so you know, if you have a loved one that you really care about and is very abusive to you at the moments of abuse, you choose the path that you cho- that you said that you wouldn't. Um, and, you know, we all have those moments, but it's like, that doesn't deter me from my final goal. My final goal is to be around people who don't abuse me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can get abused, but I'm going to get to a point, like I said in, in early in the, in the chat, it was like, you dealing with this challenge for how long? When are you going to get to the next step? When, when, when is the next level? Yeah. It's like playing the same level on a video game for a year straight. Like, bro, get the cheat codes, do the research. You know what I'm saying? Like, figure out what buttons you got to press or stop playing the game. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if you're trying to keep playing the game, get past the fucking level, bro. Yeah. 
And th- there's, there's less sympathy for that because it's like, this is all a cycle. We all, what I mean by time being spent, we all have a 24 hours. If you tell me right now, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, if these dudes was up for 24 hours and they was playing basketball for 18 out of those 24 hours and then they slept for the other six, they had some boring ass lives. I don't care mm-hmm. what they accomplished. 18 hours, you playing basketball? I doubt it. You got to spend some time being a father, a brother, a cousin, a lover, a this, a reader, a whatever. Sometimes you want to chill. Sometimes you want to relax. But if you're going to tell me that your whole life, 18 hours, 24 hours, you're playing basketball, that's not the life I aspire to live, bro. That sounds very boring and I'm, I'm good. So on to that note yeah. of trying different things. Yeah. I noticed you've been training for boxing. Yeah. Are you thinking about doing a fight sometime? Nah, I just want to learn how to protect myself. Okay. Yeah. You ever done any martial arts? I used to in the past, but um, never really anything consistent. So what did you do? You you played basketball, you said in the past? Yeah. Did you play for a high school team? Nah, nah. That's my, my, what I said. Um, in the moments that I needed to be playing my best, I played like shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's okay. I didn't make my <laughs> basketball team either, man. I tried out every year, too. Nine, ten, oh, 11. did you? Nine, ten, eleven. That's what I'm saying. The persistency was there. It's just... Damn. <laughs> You're better than I am because I gave up. <laughs> I couldn't... Yo, I swear, yo. Uh, that first year, I remember there was... Um, some kid had blocked the shit out of me. Like, it got a reaction from, like, everybody. And I was super embarrassed. And that, that summer, I trained so hard, like... Every day, I was in the YMCA, 7 a.m., leaving, like, 8 p.m. I kid you not, I was shooting for, like, 12 hours, like, every day. And I couldn't figure it out every time I got to the tryouts. Because I was fucking looking like Michael Jordan in the YMCA. Yeah. And then when I got to the tryouts, never could translate. And I, I couldn't figure it out until, like, two years ago. I was like, yo, I didn't believe. What was it? I didn't believe. Oh, you didn't believe? I didn't believe. Oh, so, like... It was the pressure. Yeah, it wasn't the skills. The skills was there. The skills was there. The skills was there. But when I got in that moment, I was like, damn. You know what's crazy? I felt that same way. Like, I would play basketball. Like, Mm -hmm. when I was playing basketball, I was young. Mm -hmm. I stopped playing when I was, like, 15. Yeah. But that's all we did. We played basketball. When I was playing basketball, like, with my friends, Mm -hmm. I was good. Yeah. But then when I started playing basketball against the kids who were on, like, the team. Yeah. Like, I was like damn why do i suck so yeah, bad like yeah. why are simple things like dribbling yeah. like, i'm not dribbling well why am i like not shooting as well and then that actually translate you know i never thought about it this way it's only now that you're talking about mm-hmm. it that i think about it this way it translated over into the wrestling too because mm-hmm. then in wrestling uh you know we were uh you know you just it's a mm-hmm. big mindset mm-hmm. game you know mm-hmm. and in the beginning the first year I sucked because uh, wrestling, only two people go out onto the mat. Mm-hmm. They wrestle each other. Whoever wins, wins, right? Mm-hmm. You could get pinned. You could get, My first match, I got pinned in like mm-hmm. three seconds. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed, you know? Um, my second match, I pinned the kid in five seconds. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I... F- the weight reason at least where i think the reason i fumbled the bag on the mm-hmm. first one mm-hmm. and i did so well on the second one was because in the first one i was so anxious i was mm-hmm. thinking about it i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh okay it's my turn mm-hmm. when is it my turn i'm mm-hmm. gonna go it's gonna be it's me and then when i got onto the mat i i felt the eyes on me i felt mm-hmm. the pressure mm-hmm. um it was just me and this other person and i froze i was like a dummy mm-hmm. this other my opponent could swing me around like a dummy and he did exactly just that mm-hmm. but in my second match i didn't know i was wrestling i was like eating skittles like i was eating skittles with the team and somebody jumps up to me and is like all right you're wrestling you're wrestling i'm like what i didn't know that you're right you're up you're up you got it you got one more match and i was like all right cool i i jumped out of my warm-up suit got onto the mat and i used it was a headlock like you just grab somebody you 
take them into a headlock. It happened to me on the first one. I did it to the guy on the second one. It was so crazy because I was, I remember the moment I was looking at, I think his name is Coach Blair. Mm-hmm. He, I, I see him running up like right after me. Mm-hmm. Like he did, he didn't know I was wrestling either. Mm-hmm. And then he's like shocked. He's like, oh shit, you're, you're pinning the guy. Mm-hmm. So I got this guy underneath me and I'm, I'm looking at the ref and I'm like, yo, can, can we get tab? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm pinning him. And I'm like, I look at the coach and he's looking at me. He's like, oh, just do this. And then I go, okay, I'm just going to do this. And I sit back and I get the pin and I get the win. And I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Mm-hmm. And I guess now that you're mentioning it, it really just comes down to the mindset. Like I was, I had built up this pressure, this anxiety in my own head for leading up to the first match. Cause it was my very first one mm-hmm. that I, I just, I did terrible. The second one, I didn't have the time to think. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the time to be worried. I didn't have the time to deal with that anxiety and nervousness. Mm-hmm. I just had to go out there and do it. And my yeah. flight or flight instincts kind of took over instead of succumbing to this yeah. crippling fear, anxiety of just nothing. Because yeah. I, I didn't know what happened. Nothing yeah. was going to happen. And then this goes to, like, to the conversation that um, me and Brandon had the other day. Um, we were talking about like the fear and anxiety and how that's just developing like because your real the reality of this world only exists in here. Mm-hmm. Your reality is out in here first, and then it, you have the potential of making it mm-hmm. intangible coming mm-hmm. out into this mm-hmm. real world. I agree. Um, but if you're constantly afraid, you're you're like altering your reality, and it doesn't match the physical world. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that a lot of us do that. You know, we we definitely do that where we develop like this alternative scene, alternative world. Yeah. And we live in that world when we should be living in this current one so that we, you know, we excel when the opportunity arises. Um, yeah, man. Wrestling, you ever got into jiu-jitsu? Nah, nah. My family is actually um, full of wrestlers though, so. Really? I've been around it, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, yeah, because I tried out for the basketball team. Yeah. Next year, I tried out for the wrestling team. <laughs> yeah, I filled every year, bro. Every year. That's crazy. But you I kept know. showing back up. Yeah. I, I, I At the time, I thought it was my physical skill. So every time I failed, I just worked harder. And I was working on the wrong thing. Yo, watch this guy hit the mats. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like choke yeah. the black ball out in yeah. two moves. <laughs> and it turns out yeah. that you should have been wrestling this yeah, entire time. I, um, it's just a, the mental, you know, like. I'm just obsessed with it, bro. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Hey, man, what the mind believes. No, I'm sorry. What the mind can conceive, the heart believes, Mm -hmm. the body can achieve. Yeah. I heard this other saying today, uh, like a Joe Rogan podcast. Mm -hmm. It's like Seneca said, um, oh, this has nothing to do. Eh, It has something to do with the mind. I'm going to say it anyways. He says, uh, the body should be treated rigorously Mm -hmm. so that. It is, I always butcher then the second half. The body should be treated rig- rigorously so that it obeys the mind. Mm-hmm. And I guess that goes into play with what you're saying of just trying to develop yourself and grow so that the body follows suit. Because sometimes I get lazy, man. I just don't feel like it. Today, JR, like, yo, he helped me. He, you know, he, I was trying to, he walked up to me. He's like, yo, this guy, he knows, he wants personal training. Like, he wants strength training. You should go talk to him. You know, man, stop being a pussy. I'm like, thank you. I needed that. Mm -hmm. I needed that. I needed that like little snap, that whip, 
that like you'll just stop it. So I got I got, I got somebody not his because he ended up leaving. Yeah. But somebody else afterwards. Yeah. You know, um, I got his I got his name, got his number. We set up an appointment to chat on Tuesday. That, that's important too. Like you know what you said. Um, you know about getting that person after. Um, and I just want to highlight that real quick because um, when we when you when you don't focus on you know, what you don't have, you know, the abundance is always there, you know? So if you was like, damn, I can't get that client or, you know, there'll never be a guy for me to talk to. If that's what you're telling yourself, then you wouldn't have seen that next guy, you know? So that's really the other half of that mental fortitude that I'm talking about. Like, you know, you lost today. I got another chance tomorrow. Mm. You know, you, that person said no, but guess what? The next person is going to say yes. That level of optimism, um, you know, is, is that, is that next level, you know, that I'm really trying to reach, um, in terms of mental strength, because, um, the ability to believe that you always that that you'll have it is one thing, but then again, when you believe that it'll always be there, regardless of you getting it or not, that is special. Do you think you just become like desensitized? I don't think it's about desensitivity. You know, you don't think same so? thing about fear. I still feel fear when it's time for me to talk to somebody. It's just more so the moments of abundance where I feel that there are abundance. That's where. I, um, that's when my fear can either be heightened or, you know, lowered, you know? So if I know that I'm going to see another client in the gym, I ain't tripping. Yeah. But, you know, personally as it relates to my life, right? Like if I see a, a bad chick and I try the same shit that I'm teaching and doesn't work, you know, one of the things where I come up short was like, damn, I'm, I'm not going to see another one like that again. So it just takes me longer to see that again mm. until I get to the point where I'm like, it's girls everywhere. Yeah. You know, but to stay consistently on that was like, all right, there's one baddie, you know, there'll be another baddie. To get to that point where it's like you consistently always see baddies as opposed to saying, oh, nah, I always see the ugly chicks. But guess what? Guess what's always in rotation? The ugly chicks. Because right. I never worry about <laughs> seeing ugly chicks. Yeah. You know I was what I'm saying? Thinking, I was thinking of like Tesla. I think that's called confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah, like the confirmation bias is what you think and thus your mind seeks mm -hmm. out what you think but that's to how confirm you, that belief. That's how you stay winning that's that's really the key you know like once you realize that all right that's the goal like michael jordan again i know i'm gonna win right right you know he was I mean? looking for the w's but he was also he was never worried about the abundance right i'm sure he never said you know i'm sure you know he he, he couldn't pinpoint the amount of rings that he was getting but he was like nah it's a lot it's, it's a lot for me to win Oh, I you know see. what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, a, it's like I got a lot of opportunity to win. I see. You know, it's a, it's, if it's gonna be that, I might as well go get it. He never worried about. Yeah, now it's just a matter of how can I, you know, now we figuring out the objective stuff. He where you get a trainer, where you get a blueprint, where you learn from other people. This is like he's doing all the things now that that make all the other great players great. Yeah, but what's different is he's saying, "Yo, that abundance." Listen, man. You saying there's some guys coming to the league like, yo, can you imagine what it's like to get one, let alone two, three, four, and then they use the the, the, the statistics to back that up. Yeah. Oh, only four players in NBA history have gotten five rings. Yeah. You know what Michael Jordan was saying? Oh. Well, might as well get five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I think the secret sauce to that too is having the action behind it. Yeah. Because like you know that like for me. Yeah. I know like for me I got I can't think like that mm -hmm. I gotta think like this is the time mm -hmm. this is it mm -hmm. I only have this opportunity mm -hmm. because then my sense of urgency goes down yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is about me like I yeah my sense of urgency just goes down like I just then I'll be like ah oh, no if I got more opportunities I'll just wait for the next procrastination I guess that's what it is but that's right? still that's still abundance though you see I'll just wait for the next you think yeah that's still saying it's gonna come back you're basically saying it's gonna come back but yeah. when that is 
um, consistent with your belief. Yeah. And that's something that you need to dive more into where it's like now, all right, boom, how much time is too much time for me to wait for this thing to come back around? So if that's two months for you, guess what? You're going to be waiting two months for the next opportunity. You know what I'm saying? But if I say, listen, tomorrow's a new day. That don't mean I'm going to see a baddie tomorrow. That just means that it's very possible that I will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But you automatically cut your mind off. You know, it's crazy. Like you automatically block out that whole shit, that whole path. You can't even see that path once you start believing those thoughts. And that type of strength, mental strength, is what this country is built off of. Yeah. The visions that these guys, these foreigners came over here and broke. They had those secrets and they knew how powerful it'd be. But now we're in a time where you can access all information. Now it's just more of a choice for us to go and get that information. All of the shit that I'm saying is I just had to read about it, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like I didn't have to go across the world to get a textbook on the ground. You know, so you know, we in a new a new era where, you know, you can access all this information on YouTube. So yeah. Just access it. Yeah. That's what they call the the grind culture now. Yeah. We're living in like the grind culture where like I don't know. I haven't met one. Maybe it's just me, but I haven't met one person that's just not constantly working and trying to better themselves. Maybe I am blessed. Maybe I'm blessed to be surrounded by a lot of young individuals who are constantly putting in effort to be better, to grow, um, to do things that make them feel uncomfortable, trying yeah. new things. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's a blessing. You know, why, why, why would you want to back away from that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Why would you want to take a step back? Like, yeah. you know, we all have setbacks, but it's like, you going to stay there? You know? You know, yeah. You know what Bro. my issue is also, though? I want to be the best at everything. What's wrong with that? I don't think that's the issue. Because then I'm just going to be mediocre at everything. I don't, but that's what I'm trying to I'm say trying. about watering. I don't believe that, bro. I don't. Because like... I don't. Like I, I really don't. Going back to like Reggie Lewis, right? This man, like when you hear about his work, I think he was yeah. working till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Making deals. Because mm-hmm. that's what he did. That's what he became famous for. His mm-hmm. largest deal. The largest leveraged mm-hmm. buyout mm-hmm. known to mankind at that time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was just up till 2 in the morning, 3 a.m., making deals. Wake, uh, there's this funny story, actually. He, he would leave at 2 a.m., go home, get a few hours of sleep, mm-hmm. be back in the office by 7. It's like, damn, man, this guy's, like, really grinding this one thing. I've gotten a lot of, like, I've gotten to a lot of, like, heavy, heated arguments about this shit, you know, like, with my dad. Um as it pertains to my life because I don't see it that way. I just don't see it like if you put your time into a lot of things, you'll be mediocre in a lot of those things. I do believe that there is a balance. I agree. You have to have a focus. I totally agree. That's a fact. You need a focus. You need something to be branded off. There is, you know, when somebody sees you, they are are going to associate you with something. So you need to have, understand clearly what that association is. But that's not all. I just don't. I don't. The best dudes like LeBron, bro, Tom Brady, they can't do what they're doing saying, I'm just going to be a shooter. Maybe as it pertains to their, let's talk about as it pertains to their craft, right? In order to Mm. be a complete player, Mm. you have to be able to build certain things that you didn't have. So one of the things LeBron didn't have was a shot in the beginning Mm. of his career. Guess what? He's shooting all over the place now. I see what you're saying. You feel me? Like, mm. and that's why he his gold argument is undeniable as well because you is we have yet to see a player who is able to say, "Yo, listen, I'm gonna improve everything that I'm not as good at, and I'm also gonna improve the strengths as well." So, could it be the skill set then in that point? 
Like, you, but I think I heard yeah. this in like a pot. Was it a podcast? I think it was. I don't know. Anyways, the person said, uh, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you not only need to be able to um, go deep mm-hmm. in your skill set, mm-hmm. you also have to go wide. In your yeah. You have to have different skills yeah. because in the beginning of your entrepreneur, like, especially if you're starting a business, you're going to be your own accountant, your own marketer, your own sales team, your own fulfillment team, yeah. your own operations team, HR, all of that. You're going to do that all yourself. So you have to develop those skills. But that's what I'm saying. Why just be a shooter? Mm. Even if shooting is the best thing that you do, right. why just be a shooter? All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Well, in terms of industry... I think you might have to specialize in one industry. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can say, yeah, I'm gonna be a rapper. I can gonna be a real estate agent. Yeah, and that's what I mean about making that choice. But and one day, right? Right. The one one day, day, but that doesn't until mean, that day comes. Until that day comes. Yeah. First of all, I'm doing all of them right now. So the fact, the question, whether or not it can be done. Yeah. I've already answered it. How are you juggling all that stuff? Time organization and accountability. Okay. So I mean, like, yeah. you got to make the time to take the time. Yeah. You take time, make time, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean that it's hard. And that's what I mean about accepting, right? Like, I wake up and I'd be like, damn, this is where I'm at. Yeah. But then I also say, listen, based on the way I've lived my life for basically my whole life, I've always been, had my hands doing it in a lot of things. Okay. Right? I've always been that. That's always been my pattern, you know? So... If I go deeply into music, yes, I'm going to have more time to be that much better at it. But that doesn't mean, based on the person I am, I'm just going to do music. I'm not. I, that's just not how I work. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't be in that studio 18 hours of the day. Yeah, That's not how I choose to live my life. I want to yeah. spend five hours in the studio getting lit, making the best music ever. Then the other five hours, maybe I chill with my homies. In the next five hours, maybe I'm going to the club. Maybe the next five hours, I'm going, going going out with my girl. Maybe the next five hours, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to do some, you know, some some hobbies or whatever. I'm going to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can't just be the, yo, this is the music guy. I'm going to find other ways to fill up my time. Yeah. That's just the way I am. So it's like, I stopped questioning whether or not this is the way to go. It's just, find the balance in order to yeah, balance, you yeah, balance yeah I agree I agree with everything you just said like you know if that's if it's what you love man if, if that's how you, you like if that's you what you want to do if you're doing all the things that make oh you know what I think of I think of uh, I think of Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. yo he has lived the, I just told my mom yeah. that today he has lived a complete life yeah. he, has left, he has left no side mission Dude. unchecked bro yeah. he has done everything yeah. how can he get to that point if he just says I'm a rapper yeah yeah yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. like if you ask him who he is now he's not gonna say I'm a rapper he's gonna yeah. say I'm Snoop Dogg who raps he is yeah yeah you feel yeah. me that's his brand he's Snoop Dogg like that's just who he is it's different and, and he I'm says saying. what did he say I just I just do things that are fun, man. I'm just having fun. And I remember when he says that, yo, that, that resonates with me. Like, but that's what I'm saying. That, he doesn't get that because he's in that life. Yeah. He started that. That again, there was a time where he focused on rap, he did a lot of rap. Great. So I'm again I acknowledge that you need that time. But just because he was rapping, that don't mean he wasn't building his other skills. Yeah. That don't mean that he wasn't spending. Uh, and I'm I not talking about I see. I'm not talking about just yeah. I'm talking about intention. The same way you approach that craft, that focus. Yeah. He's using that. I see. Effective energy. And he's just sprinkling it on those other things. So periodically over the years, that little plant turns into a big tree. So you love to learn. In every That's field. what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah because you, you know love what? to learn new things. You know what? Training, I see. training is taking me, you know what? Training is taking me to a place where it's like, if somebody asks me a question about working out, I can answer that. Yeah. Why? 
why can I answer that question just because I'm I'm a rapper? No, I'm you know what I mean? Like I want to be able to be like, listen, also, um, um, yeah, you know, you said you like my song, that's great, blah, blah, whatever the case may be, but yo, um, I was working out and I was doing this, this is great, blah, blah. Oh, but you know a matter of fact, if you check the real estate market, this is da 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 but yeah. it may be because when I was doing photography, I was doing blah blah like I wanna be able to have a conversation with everybody. everybody yeah. You feel me? You can't have a conversation with everybody if you're just saying I shoot hoops all day, bro. Right, 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 right. Nah, totally bro. agree with that. Totally uh -huh. agree. With that. And, and that and if you're talking about being the best you can be, how you gonna be the best you can be if you got a level ten and then everything else is level one? You right. need a level ten and then a level five, level seven, level nine level those are the best players to play with in video games the yeah. ones who got all the skills and you want to do all the combos not the one who got the one fucking combo that it gets worn out bro yeah yeah you feel me but like i think what you're saying also is you've only decided to branch out into other areas once you've mastered that one skill like of uh personal training it's probably started off as your own training like you and even and even yourself. what i'm doing right now is like I'm I kind of, I'm kind of doing the backwards and um because i haven't focused yet like i haven't said I'm going to devote my time. So I was literally on the way here thinking about when my cutoff point would be, when it's time for me to make a choice. So it's either going to be at, at the end of this year or in the next year. I haven't decided yet based on what's going on. Um, but Have you uh, decided on like a metric of some sort? Um, I used like money. I used money. Nah, I, I, yes. I have like it's a, a, it's a factor. Yeah, it's I, a factor. But I just, it's more about the pros and the cons now. So yeah. I kind of have to ask myself what it is that I want. Like yeah. when it's all said and done, you know, yeah. like I'm talking about wildest dreams. When you put all the issues, because now again, remember what we spoke about earlier. It's not a, it's not a question of whether or not I'm going to get there. You know, right. so now it's like. a matter of what vehicle do I exactly. want to drive. So now I'm thinking about, you know, like when I look back, am I going to have the best memories driving in this car or that car right right and i was literally on the way here thinking about you know the pros and cons of what each car would represent damn aren't we blessed huh <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so we got multiple vehicles to get me? there so, yeah you know it's like yo now we just choosing the vehicles and you know just because like i said them shit's just still gonna be in the garage i ain't uh -huh. giving it back to the dealership right it's in the garage bro yeah you feel me so when i want to spin in them shits one day i'm gonna spin but the one you're gonna see me in all the time i know i gotta make that choice um, it's just um, like I said, you can't. You just, you just, ha you have to be in it in order to figure it out. Right? You can't like I think from um, the outside in to say I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, you'll love Alex Ramosi too because he yeah. says he he started off as a consultant. Uh, he was really good as a consultant, yeah. making a lot of money. Yeah. Decided he was going to quit. Yeah. He's going to give it up. And he decided he was going to start his own business. He's going to start his own gym because mm -hmm. somebody told him that his gym is his thing. Mm -hmm. Like he's really into the gym. Mm -hmm. And then he realized that he wasn't really into the gym. He was into business. Mm -hmm. And so he really enjoyed starting the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, he was first a really good trainer. Mm -hmm. Then after becoming a really good trainer, he became a really good gym owner. Mm -hmm. After becoming a very good gym owner, he became a very good consultant, like mm -hmm. consulting other gym owners. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, he started, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. He stacked his skills mm -hmm. or he enhanced his skills mm -hmm. one after the other. Um, but one of the things that I've heard from one of his other podcast features was uh, trial by or discovery by error. I forgot what the exact phrase was, but it's basically like just finding out what you want to do by trying everything out and discovering what you don't want to do exactly and uh yeah yeah i guess exactly what I'm saying, so when yeah. you say like listen i'm just doing you just you cut it off bro but i also love like the fact that dude we're kind of in the same position we're in a good position where we're still dreamers you know people are our age how old are you 
23. 23? Yeah. Holy shit, he's 23. I thought you were my age. Dude, holy shit. <laughs> you said I like you're 50, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm 20. Oh, yeah, I feel like it. I'm 26. <laughs> that's wild, dude. Yeah, man. People at 23, even at 23. Fuck, that's crazy. I thought you were 26. That's funny. I'm old, man. I ain't that old, though. Um, but at 26, people at my age, at your age of 23 yeah. also, they start to get into their position of what they want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stop dreaming. I remember I was in like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class and this 15-year-old said, oh, you know, I'm young. I'm still a dreamer. I'm like, the fuck does that mean? I'm, old, I'm older than you. It doesn't mean I stopped dreaming. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean I try to, I stop trying to reinvent myself yeah. to whatever makes me happy, to what I enjoy. And it's just, but people do give up. People do get stuck in that position and they don't want to continue. They just continue going with what's easy, what's comfortable. They live life by uh, accident. That's what I phrase. They live life by accident, not on purpose. They don't decide how they want to live. They don't go against the gradient and Mm -hmm. overcome some friction. They just go with the flow and they're not really happy. When people make formulas, when they make vaccines and cures, they have to be extremely specific with the dosage that they use. In order to get that specific dosage, they have to spill and mess up a lot of shit. But they never question spilling that shit. They never look at those mistakes and be like, oh, fuck, let me just... Why Why do we do the same for our lives, bro? You know what I'm saying? Just because it's spilled over, bro, that don't mean that we ain't getting closer to finding out the formula, bro. You know, that's really just the way I see it. Like, I can't unsee it that way. Yeah. You know, like... I'm trying to find that formula. I'm the mad scientist in the lab. Mm-hmm. I got all my chemicals and shit, but how long it took? Who's the guy who figured out the light bulb? Um, Frederick, was it Frederick Douglass? No. Was, what you Thomas about? Jefferson. Tom, Edison. Edison. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Wow, I was way off. Yeah, you were so off. <laughs> Frederick Douglass. What was he known for? Fuck. He was known for... Oh wait, I know. I have an image he of his. No, he wasn't the president, right? No, he oh. was. Um, slump. Did he? I don't think he freed the slaves. I think. Like, yeah, dude, he was. Damn, I butchered Frederick that. Frederick Douglass. Shit. Yo, somebody look. Yo, <laughs> look this up, man. Please, because this is bad. But yo, no, I I studied Frederick Douglass in college too. I think he was like in the newspaper. He wrote to the newspaper anonymously. Oh, I think that's what it was. I don't think he freed now. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like these dudes, bro. Yeah, he wrote in the newspaper. He was an editor. He's um, a national leader of abolitionist movement in Massachusetts, New York, becoming famous for his anti-slavery writings. There we go. I knew it. I knew it. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, he was was goaded, man. I'm just so fascinated by these people who rise up against like social norms and shit that's just... But yeah, you know, like Thomas, you feel me? The amount of times he went through the light bulb, bro. Yes, yes. I don't know if you heard that story, but yo, this all dude, his and inventions look, look and how that he build. literally, look how he literally illuminated the world, bro. Yeah, lit it up. Literally illuminated literally the world. Literally lit it up, bro. So you know you don't get that without that perseverance and that you know that constant dude. Just give up. Just give up. Just give up. Just give up. You know what he's saying, yo. All I gotta do is just do a, lose a little bit less of this and a little bit more of that. Yeah, maniacal obsession. Yeah, you know that's what I have for my life. Yeah, you know, so that's why I just can't unsee it. Like it's like I got a lot of shit that's going on right now. I get it. It's stressful. It's blah blah. It's a lot. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, but yo, just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. And once I get that formula, everybody gonna be drinking that shit. Uh huh. Fuck yes. 
I agree with that. I agree with that entirely. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, that's it, man. Thank you for coming. Of course. Thank you for um, having me, bro. Yeah, man. I'm definitely gonna have you back. And I'm loving. I'm loving the how we're starting this off because what I'm most excited about is how this is how Joe Rogan started his podcast like 14, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and he would repeatedly have on guests. Mm-hmm. So one day we're gonna be looking back at this and we're like, damn, yeah, hey, like that's crazy. change, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally different conversation <laughs> from last time. See, here. Yeah, see if we gonna put up or shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we got everything on recording now. So. <laughs> Can't go back now. No, no, no. And it's going on the internet. So even if Fuck we try it. to delete yeah, it, it's still yeah. gonna be out there. But like, damn, these dudes turn out to be losers. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well until next time peace sure. out guys